Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This edition of Build, Grow and Enjoy. We've got a great guest with us today. And uh, she has been on our other programs in the past, and I wanted to get her on BGE today to discuss uh, a myriad of issues. Um, Nancy E. Parsons is with us. She has fresh insights to end the glass ceiling. We're going to talk about her great book here in just a few moments. However, um, Louis C.K., Kevin Spacey, Harvey Weinstein, Judge Roy Moore, accusations of powerful men are Flying, and uh, she's with us today to discuss this topic here in our first segment here on BGE. Now, um, give us a give us a little bit of details on this because this has been these these sex accusations have been uh, just the biggest thing in the news cycle for the last like month and a half, it seems. Right, right, and. Um, the behaviors are finally uh, being exposed, if you will. Women are coming forth uh, first with Harvey Weinstein. And interestingly, with, with most of all of these, they have these, these risks that go out of control. We all have inherent risks as human beings, but theirs are particularly uh, abrasive and, you know, obviously creates problems of aggression, over-the-top sense of power, sense of entitlement, and... They also know how to pick their victims, if you will, <laughs> pick the people that yes. they know are most vulnerable. Yes. And, and then the companies look the other way, and they even reward the behavior. When you think about Weinstein and O'Reilly, they were always paying these women off. Um, so, so what you have in Hollywood media, even in politics, uh, is dysfunctional organizations or systems that support these predators. And so I'm happy, thrilled that they're, you know, that they're being exposed so that we can uh, start to prevent these behaviors and help women to come forward, but also to hold everyone accountable for treating each other with respect and dignity. And if Man. you don't do that, if, you know, you don't belong in a leadership capacity. Yes, yes. We've got uh, Nancy E. Parsons with us today. She is the author of Fresh Insights to End the Glass Ceiling. It's available on Amazon, and uh, she joins us today here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. Now, um why why has all of this basically the dam is just broken over over the last right. uh several months um why has this just become just the biggest thing on the planet well i think in part too it's due to uh hillary clinton losing the election and going out with her book tour so there's been a lot of attention on sexism or misogyny and those sorts of things. So I think it was just the timing of all those things culminating together. And the uh, Harvey Weinstein situation was so egregious. I mean, there's been more than 80 women come out and some of them alleging rape even, you know, that that was just became so severe as that one started to cascade. Then others finally said, that's it. We've had it too. (laughs) So I do think it was propelled, if you will, though, by the gender discussion brought about by 
Hillary Clinton, right or wrong, you know, but I think that heightens the topic of, um, you know, gender disparity or gender issues. We've got Nancy E. Parsons with us today. She has fresh insights to end the glass ceiling. She joins us today here on BGE. And uh, now let's talk about this uh, situation with uh, Judge Roy Moore. Uh, This is a weird... He won't leave the race, and there's a lot of folks on both sides that uh, want him to leave the race. Uh, This is just a weird situation. Give me your... uh, Give me your thoughts and feelings on this whole thing. Yeah, it is weird. Uh, the one thing that's quite weird about it for me, when you look at the compared to other people, normally uh, people with predator behavior and so forth, they don't all of a sudden just end it. They keep going. It's part of their personality. So when they get away with it, in other words, if it's, they just keep doing it. The weird thing about him, he's had 38 years of an apparently unblemished record. So that doesn't make sense. The political timing is also... How do you explain that four weeks before a major election? So there's that. Now, I do think, though, when he's been interviewed, he's been awkward. You know, he's not been as straight in answering some of the questions as one might like. But on the other, you know, here's my, so I'm still undecided, but I think it's not looking good, obviously. I think the one thing he vehemently denies is any assault or any of that type of behavior and the being with a 14-year-old. My take is I do think he dated young women, 18, 17-year-olds, back 40 years ago. And it wasn't necessarily totally uncommon back then. I think if he had come straight with that, he'd probably be in a better place, if that's the case. That's my hunch. But I, but I really doubt the assault. To me, that just doesn't – that seems like a step out of character. But I guess we just need more information. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. Nancy E. Parsons joins us here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. Now, um, let's talk about your book, Fresh Insights to End the Glass Ceiling. This is an amazing, amazing book. Tell us why you decided to write this book. Well, we decided to write this book to, to help women and help organizations, help men as well. We actually stumbled on the research, on the findings. We were comparing our personality data to uh, performance data, 360 data. And we stumbled on the difference between men and women on their risk factors, what we call inherent risks. By way of character, you know, men and women are equally capable of serving as leaders. But we found a statistically significant difference in their risk factors, where women tended to be high worriers, meaning they move away, avoid conflict, get quiet, overstudy. And the men, on the other hand, were egotists, upstagers, and rule breakers. So under adversity, conflict, and pressure, they go against. They move against, and they're loud, boisterous, hog air time, you know, and and even go around rules to get their way. So they they are viewed as more courageous. And so the women are viewed as not leader-like, and they're actually, the bottom line is they're pulling themselves out of the running. Nobody's doing it to them. So that was, for me, that was very uh, enlightening, but there's really good news behind that because women can be, develop they can work on this to minimize that warrior trait so during the heat of the moment they don't resort to that that they can be more assertive stay in the game and articulate so that's what we do in our business is we work with um you know leaders to develop their risks everyone has risks different array of risks we measure 11 risks so if we work with women uh to get past that or keep that in you know neutralized or prevent it from showing itself they can be highly effective and sore you know, in organizations. 
Um, and also the studies show that uh, women as leaders often outperform. Uh, companies do better when they have more women in senior leadership posts. One study of 22,000 companies across 91 countries showed that uh, those companies that had 30% women in senior leadership posts showed a 15% increase in profitability. And there's many studies, and we cite several in the book, that show that. So if you promote more women, your company's going to do better. So it makes business sense. So even if we're not talking about gender, if you want your business to do better, promote more women. The most capable women, by the way, not, not tokens, but really high-performing women. Now, talk a little bit about that part of it, because it, it seems that that part of it gets lost. Uh, a lot of folks just just go, well, you know, she's a woman, let's, you know, give her a spot. Uh, why is it that, that yeah, a lot of exactly. these a lot of these companies yeah. don't uh, don't look to the women that actually have the qualifications? Right. And what they often look to, and we see this all the time, I could I could name several companies that just come to mind that do this. Um, but they put a woman in place. Oh, we'll put her as a VP of HR or something else. Mainly, it's usually HR or admin type, you know, VP of facilities or something like this. Because she's amenable. She's just agreeable. She's like an executive assistant. So we'll promote her because she won't rock the boat or give us any trouble. And she'll just be a busy bee. But she's not really a leader. So that is defeating the purpose too, right? So we want strong women who are champions. And again, we can help. We, can, we identify a talent, of course, with our assessments. So it's an objective way to look. It's a more scientific way to look at people versus just what you think you're seeing. So we can, if we identify those highly capable leaders, or if organizations have a way of doing that, that's what you need to do. Um, and then, but then you also have to work on development. As I said, now all the leaders, like the men who have risks of those aggressive behaviors, often they are not performing well, or they're making bad decisions, or they're intimidating, bullying sometimes. So what we're doing now is not working. Because the statistics, my, the other book I've been working on for some time, actually before this book, one of the things we focus on is the studies for decades have shown that 50 to 75% of leaders are ineffective. That's huge. You know, the cost estimates are well over $600 billion due to leader mistakes, right? So if we promote more women that are highly capable and men who are highly capable, not just because they're loud and noisy, right, or aggressive, companies can perform, can turn around their businesses substantially if we get, you know, the right type of leaders in the right roles. We've got a great guest with us today. Nancy E. Parsons joins us here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. She's the author of Fresh Insights to End the Glass Ceiling. Now, um, when when you were putting this book together, what was some of the material and research that you did to uh, to get this incredible piece of business out there? Yes, of course, we did our own research. We've been, since 1998, uh, providing assessments for global clients. So we have a lot of our own data. We use that, of course. And then um, we also use the Pew Cultural Survey data. And then we, of course, looked for other research in the area, pertinent research on women in leadership in the glass ceiling. So we used a wide body of information um, and our research is three-part. The other thing that we did, so the first part is what I mentioned about the worrier, where we found women were worriers. The second part 
was the cultural research where we compared our data to Pew data. And what that basically said in summary was not only are perceptions harder against women, but they're way out of whack. So they're way out of whack. And then thirdly, we studied um, women who have made it, the CEO women and the senior corporate executive women who have made it to the top. And what we found there was really interesting. The CEO women, their risks were identical to the men. They were egotists, upstagers, and rule breakers. So to be successful as a CEO or entrepreneur running your own business, if you're a man or a woman, you have those risks. Now, the corporate executive women, they had high upstager. They were not egotists and rule breakers. But what that meant was that they could at least stay engaged, stay in the conversation. They didn't, you know, fade away in fear okay, or go into themselves. They stayed at the table and stayed engaged. So that's why they can be successful. And they were also good at networking and other things. But anyway, so it was really, it was pretty interesting. So that's why we only have 5.8% women as CEOs and only 14% of women are serving as corporate executives of Fortune 500s. It's because those traits are not commonplace with most women. Most women tend to be warriors. They don't tend to be overly aggressive under stress and duress. They're not fighters. They're not in your face. Okay. So, so that's, that's the reason for the glass ceiling. So only those women that kind of act like men or similar to men under stress are the ones that are getting ahead. We've got a great guest with us today, Nancy E. Parsons. She has fresh insights to end the glass ceiling. And um, this this book is uh, incredibly well written. You've put a, a lot of time and effort into this. Um, what, what's been some feedback or reviews you've gotten either from peers or from uh, readers in general? Uh, it's, no, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from you know peers, clients. In fact, I uh, did a presentation on the subject yesterday in Oklahoma City for, it was 2020 Women on Boards, and the responsiveness to the whole, this, all this that I've been talking about, and they, they got a copy of the book as well, was overwhelming. And I even had one professor come up to me and say, you know, at first when you started, when you started about discrimination wasn't the reason, all these other things, she said she was getting kind of angry and agitated with me. But once I came full circle with the research, she said she loved it. She said she thought it was spot on. So, so I thought that was pretty fascinating. Um, but yeah, no, and I, um, there's a, the timing, I guess, unfortunately, with all the harassment and such coming out, it, it made the timing of my book release positive because it's uh, something in the news that people want to know more about it, what's happening. And, uh, of course, our risk data pertains to those type of behaviors and the bullying and intimidation, as well as... For the, the other thing I want to say about the harassment and so forth, though, even though men move against and tend to have an aggressive profile, it is a very, very few that actually demonstrate those types of behaviors. So I just want to be clear. Some can be intimidating and pushy, but very, very few. They're outliers that are out there harassing and doing those sorts of things. So I think that's important. The other best news that I really want to, my, my goal, my next goal is to start talking to groups of men about this. Because I think it's good news for them, these executives, because they, fe- they have felt on the defense, especially with all this harassment. Many of them don't know what, which way to turn. And the good news is that we can help women. Women are doing it to themselves. We're not blaming you. Nobody's blaming you and pointing fingers. But we can all help this situation together and have civil discussions without playing the blame game. That I am totally against. So I think there's such good news. That's why I'm, I'm so excited. 
We've got uh, Nancy E. Parsons with us today. Pick up her book on Amazon. It is called Fresh Insights to End the Glass Ceiling. Now, um, a lot of folks talked about when the uh, when Hillary ran for, for president that there was a lot of folks that were, you know, they were really happy because she was a woman. And, oh, my God, we finally got a woman. And there was a lot of women that I heard that were like, I'm not voting for her just because she's a woman. Um, what give give me your take on 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 women having the idea that uh, women need to be qualified? You just don't need to vote for them because they're a woman. Because it seems that you don't hear that a lot. Uh, kind of like we talked about earlier with women who just get hired because they're women. They don't get they don't get hired because they're qualified. Yeah, I mean, and I am absolutely opposed to that. You have to look at a woman's qualifications, and in politics, what are her policies or his policies? And so that's what you want to – and the character of the person, right? So I don't – personally, yes, I would love to see a woman president. Don't get me wrong. I think it would be wonderful. But I'm not going to vote for a woman because she's a woman, nor am I going to vote for you know, a minority because they're a minority. I vote for the person, and, I, and also in, employ, in companies. You need the best-performing people that can work within your values and, and really help your customers, et cetera. So why, why take these tokens? Or I find it offensive to vote for a woman because she's a woman. I find that absolutely offensive. It, you know, I don't want someone's support because I'm a woman. I want someone's support because I do the things I do or I have the characteristics and so forth and the services that people welcome, right? So, no. I'm not saying we have to divorce ourselves from our gender because that's who we are. It's part of our personality, certainly. But at the same time, you don't just promote or reward higher people because of their uh, gender or race. It, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Then you're not now. But what we're doing too much of is we're shutting the door for women prematurely who are well qualified, and we don't give them a fair look. That's different, right? Then. But again, like with Hillary and so forth, you know, I, I think even Michelle Obama came out and kind of was saying some things that women should have voted for this first woman and, and, and all this. And I say, no, <laughs> I will vote for that woman if she if I agree with her policies, philosophies and her and I support, you know, I think she's got the character traits I'm looking for. So. We've got Nancy E. Parsons with us today. She joins us live here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. She has fresh insights to end the glass ceiling, which is a fantastic, fantastic read. Now, um, where, where, do you, where do you want this book? Uh, I, I, I guess, what are some of your goals for the book? Yeah. Well, the goals, of course, I have four what I say owner groups or solution owners to the problem. We want... C-suite people, executives to read it, it's important, and leaders, because they need to know what are the differences, what's going on. So that also lends itself to people who do succession planning and talent leadership development. So those groups that are involved with leaders, leadership development, leadership promotion, obviously really important group. Then the next group, I want women and men to read it. Just, you know, if you're a woman, pick it up and read it so you can say, now what are my risks? Try to ascertain what might be getting in your way, potentially, or what could hold you back. So it's really for both companies, I would love to see it get into the hands of leaders and top leaders in organizations so they can start doing things differently and looking at people differently and really measuring, you know, using some scientifically validated tools to help 
identify true talent, true risks. And then I want, I'm hoping that individuals can learn from this. And in the book, we actually have, you know, how to analyze your risks and what to do about them, how to take it apart. Like the last time, say, if you're a worrier, the last couple of times it happened, you know, what caused it to show, what caused, what was the trigger that caused me to start worrying? How did it manifest? What did I do? Well, maybe you clammed up at a meeting or whatever. And then what was the impact? Well, we made a bad decision and I didn't chime in and it cost us a lot of money, for example. And then last, what can I do differently next time? So kind of taking it apart and, and getting a couple of examples. So then in the future, anticipate, oh, wait a minute, when Joe starts getting angry or his voice is raised, I tend to worry and not be assertive or open. So I need to do, I need to anticipate this and this is what I'm going to do in the future and really write it down and work it through to be ready so that you don't go into worry and you stay more productive and calm. Absolutely so amazing. Kind of, yeah. It, it is uh, Nancy E. Parsons with us today. Fresh Insights to End the Glass Ceiling is available on Amazon. Well, before we let you go, uh, Nancy, um, if people want to connect with you or they want to uh, you know, chat with you about the book, uh, is there any social media or websites or anything we can direct people to? Yes, uh, we do have a website, and it's cdrassessmentgroup.com. They can join me on LinkedIn. It's just Nancy Parsons, and I'm... Uh, it'll say Houston area. And then I have a, um, two, we have two Twitter accounts, but my personal Twitter is N.E. Parsons. And then our company is CDR underscore assessment for Twitter. Um, so I welcome LinkedIn, uh, and you can go to our website. The other thing on our website, we have plenty of free articles and blog posts. So I blog regularly. And so there might be, you know, we talk about, do you have a funny bone? We measure motivation. We talk about egotists a lot. You know, so there's a lot of insights on how to develop or how to, you know, satisfy certain motivational needs and that sort of thing. They might find of interest. We've got Nancy Parsons with us today. Before we let you go, what's next for you as an author? Well, I'm, I am working on the bigger book. Uh, I, I've call, I, uh, I'm calling it right now Unvarnished Leadership. But I'm actually thinking about changing it because it is going to focus on, you know, what is leadership like today and what do we need to do to really, you know, accelerate and help people be more successful as leaders and to turn around these, these staggering uh, the 50 to 75% of leader business of them being ineffective. We need to turn that around. So I've got solutions in that book so that we can do that. Well, fantastic. I appreciate you making time for us today, and uh, have yourself a happy holiday, and we'll talk soon. You too. Thank you so much. Thank have you, Nancy. Day. That is Nancy Parsons with us today on Skype Audio, and that wraps it up here for BGE. Build, Grow, and Enjoy. Check out our website at buildgrownandjoy.com. There is a lot going on nowadays in the world around us. And we're talking to the people each and every week. Check out buildgrownandjoy.com for more information. And we will see you next week here. I'll build. Grow. And enjoy. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.